Morning. Welcome to another episode of History Under Your Feet. Today we take a look at one of the greatest queens of Indian history, Rani Ahilya Bai Holkar. Indian history has its own share of great women throughout the ages who played a significant role. Be it the gone queen Rani Durgavati who defied Emperor Akbar or the brave Rani Lakshmibai of Jhansi. In such an illustrious pantheon, there was Ahilya Bai Holkar, the daughter-in-law of Malhara Holkar, the founder of the Holkar kingdom. Without at a young age, she took over as a queen and takes her place in history among other great queens like Catherine II of Russia, Elizabeth I of England and Margaret I of Denmark. Known for her wisdom and administrative ability, she rebuilt many Hindu temples, offered facilities for pilgrims and built a new capital at Maheshwar on the banks of the Narmada. On the 31st of May 1725, Ahilya Bai was born in the Ahmednagar district of Maharashtra to a Dangar village partner Malgoji Shinde. Though she did not go to school, nevertheless, her father taught her to read and write at home. Fortune unexpectedly came her way when the ruler of Malwa, Malhara Holkar, stopped at her village on his way to Pune and saw the 80-year-old girl at a temple. Impressed by her piety, he took her home as a bride for his son Khanderao. Married in 1733, tragedy struck Ahalya Bai when her husband was killed in the size of Kumer Fort by a cannonball. It's believed a grief-stricken Ahalya Bai wanted to commit sati. But her father-in-law dissuaded her, saying she was needed more than ever now as there was no male heir and only she could take care of the kingdom. Malhar Rao trained Ahilya Bai in administrative and military matters. He had full faith in her ability and she did not let him down. Proceed to Gwalior after crossing the Chambal. You may hold there for five days. You should keep your big artillery and arrange for its ammunition as much as possible. This is an excerpt from, excerpt from a letter that illustrates Malhar Rao's faith in Ahilya Bai. When Malharao passed away in 1766 and his son Malharao took over but he was too weak to rule over and passed away. She petitioned the Peshwa to take over the reign of Malwa herself as she had been trained in military and administration by them. Though some of the nobles objected to this, she had the full support of the Holkar army. On many occasions, Ahalyabha had led the army herself from the front armed with bows and arrows on her elephant. The Peshwa granted her permission to rule in 1767 and she was ably assisted by Tukojira Holkar, the commander-in-chief of the army and her adopted Santu in a way. With Tukojira advising her on military matters, Ahilyabai proceeded to rule over Malwa in a wise and sagacious manner. She never let personal rivalries affect her administration, once reinstated a Brahmin who had opposed earlier. She never observed Parda, held daily darbars and was always accessible to the public. Her first principle of government appears to have been moderate and almost a sacred respect for the native rights of village officers and proprietors of land, as per Sir John Malcolm. She heard every complaint in person, and so strong was her sense of duty that she is represented as not only patient but unweird in investigation of the most insignificant cases. Ahalya Bai ruled at a time when the whole of central India Maharashtra was facing power struggles one way or other, as well as intense battles being fought for the throne. It was due to her credit that during a 30-year-long reign, Malwa was now once attacked and remained an oasis of stability and peace. While Indore developed under Ahilyabha's reign into a prosperous trading centre, she also developed her own capital at Maheshwar on the banks of the Narmada. She built many forts, roads and Malwa, donated to temples and sponsored many Hindu festivals. She also built many temples, ghat, wells, tanks outside Malwa to all over India. Maheshwar during her time turned out to be a centre for literature and art. The famous Marathi poet Boropant, the Shahir Anandapadi, was patronised by her as well as the Sanskrit scholar Kushali Ram. The textile industry flourished in Maheshwar and the city is home to the famous Maheshwari Sari. 
She also patronized many craftsmen, sculptors, artists who made the city their home. Trade was increased in the kingdom and many merchants, farmers, cultivators rose to affluence during her time. Ahalya Bhatt treated her subjects like her own children and invested a lot of money in public works. Trees were planted along roads, wells were dug and rest houses set up for travellers. She reached out to the poor and homeless, giving them shelter and dignity. When the bills were harassing the caravans, she talked out with them and persuaded them to give up their nomadic lifestyle and granted them land for cultivation. Her daily routine was quite simple. She rose an hour before daybreak to say her prayers, read the scriptures and distributed alms to Brahmins. After breakfast, she took a short break and then attended Darbar, listening to people settling disputes, taking decisions on administrative matters. A devout Shaivite, she would mark Sri Shankara on all royal proclamations along with her signature. While Ahliyabai built and has also repaired many temples all over India, some of her more famous works are rebuilding the Kashi Vashima temple after it was destroyed by Aurangajib. There is also an Ahliya Ghat at Varanasi as well as the Ahliya Dwarkeshwar temple. Apart from that, she also repaired the Manikarnika and the Sasvamed Ghats and built the Dharmashalas there. The Chatri of her father-in-law Balharra Holkar was built at Alampur in MP as well as many temples here. Also built the Tretaram temple in Ayodhya. From Badrinath to Dwarka, from Omkareshwar to Puri, from Gaya to Rameshwaram, every holy pilgrimage site in India had a contribution in one way or another from Ahilyabai Holkar, be it temples, ghats, dharmashala, sponsoring of pujas. She did a yeoman service to the cause of Hinduism. On 13th August 1795, Ahilya Bhai passed away, but her legacy would remain forever in the form of temples, public works, chitris and dharamshalas. At every major pilgrimage centre in India, you would find some memory of other of her work and not to mention Maheshwar in itself. Naman to one of the greatest queens and women in Indian history.